three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year, Jason Wildey, Packers Hall of Famer, Mark Tauscher, live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at the Avenue. This is Wildey and Tausch, presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and sponsored by American Family Insurance on 94.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Immortal words of Vince Lombardi. What the hell's going on out here? Edition. The. I want to try a variation on Homer's plan to go no Rogers talk. But it's only a variation. I'll explain. Coming up. Edition. And the. How about those Bucks? Listen to our Bucks buddy, Justin Garcia and Dave Kane on the call. As I was driving to and from ballet last night with Maddie. <laughs> There's a shot here. Franchise record, 20 in a row. They could be playing for number 21. They got to win 17, 18, 19, and 21st. In about a week against Steph Curry and the Warriors edition of Wildey and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee, 100.5 ESPN Madison, 1430 ESPN Beaver Dam, com, the ESPN app, your Alexa smart speaker, and of course, WisconsinOnDemand.com and the Wisconsin On Demand app. I'm Jason Wildey in Green Bay. Jesse Nelson is in the ESPN Madison studios and I don't know where Tausch is. I don't Do know you? Ta- nope, not a clue. Not a clue. You're on the same text chain I am, Jason. And when we get a text at like 10.15 last night, making us uh, aware that there appears to be some scheduling uh, questions for old T and some plans that may or may, may not have been altered for the second time in like three weeks when he's been uh, preparing to do something. I, I also don't know how uh, much into the weeds we can get in right, this. Right, so here's he the problem. Give us any details on anything. So, so uh, <laughs> if, you, if you heard Aaron Rodgers yesterday on uh, the Aubrey Marcus podcast, where they talk in very dulcet tones and in a slower-than-normal pace, which makes it take a long time to listen to. We would not be able to do that also. Uh, among the things that he talked about was how once upon a time with a local beat reporter, he became more willing to share a little bit about his life, right? He was very private. Then he, That local beat reporter that he used to do a radio show with 
got him to open up a little bit and talk a little bit more about himself and his life. When now we can't get him to stop. But Tausch is kind of on a similar program to what Rogers used to be, which is if I'm going to talk about something, it'll be on my terms. And so we didn't get any guidance on what we can and cannot say about where he might be, what he's got going on, why he's not on right now. So we're kind of, you know, kind of dancing as fast as we can until we connect with him. And I don't want to put any, as he likes to say, business out on the street of his. And he didn't respond when I asked, what exactly are we supposed to say about what's going on? He is safe from what I, from what I know. He, he is... Uh... Nothing bad has happened to him other than yeah. maybe some scheduling conflicts. Uh, and you know he's a grinder. The you know, president he goes... ain't in town this week, Jason. I don't know how this happens to him twice in three weeks. The president isn't in town this time around. He is. Um, he he's a challenge sometimes. Let's be honest. We love him. He's the star of the show, but he's a challenge. So we don't know when he will join us. That 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 we can say for certain. Yeah. Is that you and I don't know. He said maybe nine thirty. I offered ten. He said sounds good, but kind of in a goody yeah type of way, where I don't know if he actually meant yes, let's do that, or like I'll do it when I want to. So, uh, yeah. If he wasn't a eleven-year <laughs> um, NFL veteran and Packers Hall of Famer, could you or can you and I get away with this sort of thing? Um. You've got like a director of content you, title. I think you might even be. You, you I, would I feel can't. too bad. You would feel too bad about it. I I just want to keep my job. I don't. I, you know. I don't. I, I don't want to risk anything. I mean, you're you're famous, very famous local beat writer. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If if yeah. I, I could weasel my way into something, if if I was traveling, I mean, there was one time I missed the start of producing a show years ago because I stopped at Panera and they were taking too long making my sandwich. So if Ooh. I got away with that, like I'm sure I could get away with some type of uh, issue like Tausch is dealing with right now, which may or may not involve travel. Uh, I, think, I think it's uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> I think people have probably a figured mode that of out. transportation that maybe prevents you from being able to text anyone for two to three hours at a time. Perhaps uh, they don't call it airplane mode for nothing. All right, so while we figure out what today's show might look like with or without Tausch, like with or without you by you too. Um, I wanted to bounce an idea off of, well, I wanted to bounce it off of him. And since I know he would probably dismiss it and he's not here, now's the perfect time to bring it up. Yeah. So as you heard yesterday when Homer joined us for his regular Wednesday appearance, and if you missed it, it's always spirited when Uncle Homer joins us and you can check out all of our shows, all of our conversations on Wisconsin On Demand, presented by Grubel Offices, one call, that's all. Thanks to David and his team for supporting the show and for supporting Wisconsin On Demand. Grubel Offices, one call, that's all. He was he was banning Aaron Rodgers' talk from his show, 2 to 4, every weekday, 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee, Homer and Tony with Tony Smith, the Marquette Hall of Famer. That did not get very far. I joined them at about 2.16, and learned that Pebble, as they call Chris Larson, and Tony Smith had said, "We're not doing this. It's irresponsible. You know, we got we he he moves the needle. We got to talk about him when we have to talk about him." But they both agreed 
to some degree that there's not much to talk about. And Homer's point was he doesn't want to react to what other people keep saying. So whether it's Bart Scott, whether it's Mike Greenberg, you know, Stephen A. Smith, whoever it might be, Jeff Darlington. Chris Canty had some good stuff on what the Packers could get in a trade for Rodgers. And I like Chris Canty. I, I, I've been on his show multiple times. Might not be as much as you think, Jason, mm. according to Chris Canty. Well, I'm not saying that I'm instituting the policy. What I am saying is I thought, what if we had like a Aaron Rodgers free zone every day? Not a whole show. Not, no, we're not talking about him until something happens, which was what Homer's policy was going to be until he was vetoed. But what if we had, like, the, you know, we had we have the red zone. Uh, when Nathaniel Hackett was here, it was the gold zone. How about the 12 free zone? And maybe, uh, maybe it's only 12 minutes. But, like, a time to talk about the Packers without talking about him. Hmm. It, again, I don't think it's realistic to not talk about him as like an overarching policy change. I think that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. What about just this small Pella window, like kind of the one where you would like, it's over your sink where you would put your blueberry pie to cool on the sill. Just a small 12-minute window each day where we talk about the Packers and something completely unrelated to number 12. I'm sure from monitoring the, the ESPN Wisconsin talking text line, which I can't log into. They got eight computers in here. I can't log into it anywhere. Uh, I'm this sure. This is going well. I am sure that based on um, what people have texted in over the last couple of weeks, that would be welcomed by many fans of Wildey and Tausch. Mm. But I would argue this. Everything about the Green Bay Packers is kind of hanging on what he decides to do in the next couple of weeks. Isn't it? Well, I don't know about everything. Certainly uh, there are things that are hanging on it. But as we have seen, they have restructured some contracts. They're, they just got done with Kenny Clark. They're at $17 million in available cap space, which, again is not a ton, but is certainly more than being $6 million over like they were a few days ago. What does that mean? Why, why are we uh, interested in that? What are they going to well, do? They can re-sign uh, one of their own free agents before free agency starts. Uh, say a Mason Crosby, if that's someone that they're interested in, and it sounds like they are. Uh, they're going to restructure Bakhtiari. They're in the process of that, so that'll free up more cap space. Uh, we know that Rodgers... Should he come back, we'll have to do something to adjust his contract so it is more palatable to the salary cap. They're going to trade for DeAndre Hopkins. Um, is that what we're doing? Um, a little cap space. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't hold my breath on that, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe they've got some D Hop. They've got some crazy ideas that Russ Ball is just cooking up in the laboratory like you do when you twiddle your fingers together after a question is wrong in trivia. Special projects going on in Green Bay this week, I hear. But there are are things that they can accomplish while still waiting for Rodgers. And if, if they want Mason Crosby back as their kicker, which based on what Goody said on Tuesday, they sure sound like they do. Those are things that they can get done. Um... But there's plenty of other... Th- I mean, again, we can talk about 
all kinds of aspects of the operation beyond just what's Aaron Rodgers going to do. And we don't have to do it for the entire show. Just twelve. I just want 12 minutes. 12 minutes of a respite. I don't think that's unreasonable. Um, all right, we're going to work on figuring out exactly where Tausch is, what we can and cannot say about his undisclosed location. Um, this is like a mystery that everyone gets to solve with us as we go. This is like one of those like escape room type deals. I was going to say, it's, it's not like choose your own adventure because, quite frankly, we don't get to choose anything. No, we're just at his beck and call. It's Tausch's adventure, and we're just along for the ride. There's no doubt about that. Well, let's let's do this. Let's let's settle in you and I for however long we're doing the program. Does he have any sort of like supervisor that he has to talk about with this kind of stuff or is it just he tells us what he's doing? Ah, he's old T. Yes. He runs this place. He's the star. There's no two ways about it. All right. As we patiently or not so patiently wait for old boy to say deuces be to wherever he is and join us. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Jesse's two favorite quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers and, yes, Derek Carr. While Tausch is away, got to take him. He won't nelly Derek Carr out of the uh, lexicon did. the other day. So while he's gone, got to take advantage. I read an article, Jason. I'm intrigued. Was it by Bill Barnwell? Did it take you three days no, to do it? I don't read Barnwell. It's way too long. Just click to I the skim, link. We skim Barnwell. Yeah. We read this one. All right. Well, we'll see. Jesse will give his book report on Derek Carr next. It's Will Deeds House. Continuing on a Tauschless Wilde and Tausch, at least temporarily. Jesse, who's who's filling your role with you filling Tausch's role? Oh, that's Riley. Remember Riley, Smiley Riley's been back with me back there. You so I, I I'm familiar with Riley's work. I am curious. I know there are rules that have to be followed. Yeah, he can't talk yet. So I, yeah. I can't talk to him, right? Yeah, no, and he can't even technically be running a board by himself. But we're letting him do that. So, so you're breaking the law we're breaking, already. Yeah, we're breaking rules. I'm off my game a little bit today, Jason. I'm not. Um, I'm a little nervous today. Why? I have a big athletic competition scheduled for 2 p.m. this afternoon. And so I'm a little athletic like... Athletic competition? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like the decathlon? It, it is like, you know, when Matt Hamilton goes to the Olympics and either takes first or fourth place every four years? It's true, yeah. Um, that's kind of what I feel like today is. It's like uh, every four years I get a chance to prove my athletic dominance and that opportunity is 2 p.m. this afternoon. I am bowling one-on-one for all the marbles against Ben Brust. What? This has been in the works for a while. He's wanted to challenge me to a round of bowling. He happens to be in Madison today, going to the Badger game tonight against Purdue. And Big one. 
we we were able to find a little time. I'm calling a prep mania game tonight. I was going to bounce a little early this afternoon. Said, how about 2 p.m.? Meet me at, at the lanes. Let's settle this once and for all. So wait a minute. Is this something that people can attend and there'd be like a big crowd cheering for or against you or against Ben? I mean, all I did was call the bowling alley that we're going to and just ask, do you have open bowling Thursday at 2 p.m.? So I don't really want to promote like come and watch because I don't know if the, the place would be happy with that or not. They probably would be if you're buying a Coors well, Light I mean, or whatever. If, if, we're, if we're being but... realistic, I mean, do you, do you think like a throng of thousands are going to come well, to see you bowl? I mean, Becca and her friends were talking about taking off of work this afternoon to come watch us at the old lane. So, you know, maybe I'll have my little, little hall monitor cheering section. Bruss will be out of his element. Road game for him. It's going to be a tough day for Bruss. Badgers are going to lose by like 20 to Purdue tonight at home on uh, senior night. And then he's going to lose to me in bowling. I'm even giving him 22 pins. 22, so it's a one-game, 10-frame playoff? Yep, we've, we've established some parameters. He's playing nine-pin tap? Uh, he is not. Put, no, this is this is big boy bowling, Jason. This big is big boy, boy bowling. bowling. This is not nine-pin tap. There's no uh, bumpers up. This is big boy bowling going on this afternoon for Brust and I. Uh, one game, three practice shots permitted uh, beforehand because you don't want to go in totally cold. Okay. So three practice shots, one game, 10 frames, 22 pins spread, all the marbles. Wow. All right. So a couple of other things because we can get to Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers in a little bit. Well, if Tausch comes on at 930, then no, I guess we can't. So I may have derailed us. That's here. a good point. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I'm not. I'm, I got to be honest. I, we haven't heard from him. I'm not, I'm not, not anticipating optimistic. a 930 appearance. Um, so. Where does the what was the genesis of this? I assume Ben Brust was disparaging you in some way, and you felt like, "Hey, bring it on, basketball boy! I'll show you." Where did this all come from? Yeah, Brust. I, mean, I get beat up a lot, four to six. I think everybody knows that. Like, there's some bullying that ensues. They try to brand it as constructive bullying. I disagree. Uh, constructive bullying? Is that they, what they call that, it? That's what they try for on Scalzo and Brust, with me specifically, and in select other cases, I think, as well. But uh, So, you know, I've been, I've been beat up pretty good over time, and the one thing that I think I have over Ben Brust when it comes to, like, he's, he's an athletic specimen. He was a Division I college athlete. You know what I was doing? Playing NCAA 2014. Or whatever the last round of that game was that came out when I was a sophomore. I wasn't shooting threes with, with Ben Brust as your one of your players. So the one thing that I think I can beat Brust in is bowling. That's my domain. The state bowling championships, high school bowling state championships, are this Sunday on BowlStreamTV.com. Oh God! Nine beer back on the mic. <laughs> Has someone told Passon? Got to tell Jeff, got to make sure everybody's dialed in Sunday morning, 8.30, individual competition begins, followed oh, by boy. the teams. It's a big weekend for me. So no better way to prepare mentally, physically, spiritually, not with a darkness retreat, oh, but by beating Ben Brust and asserting my dominance on the bowling lanes. All right, so he he has constructively bullied you, allegedly. Do you have a scouting report on him? So I am, I am told his career best. This is according to Ben Brust, uh, is a two fifty four. 
Which is, that means he knows how to bowl. Yeah, that's nothing to sneeze at. Right. That doesn't happen by accident. You don't, you don't stumble your way into a 254. Now, some of us have 299 games to our, to our credit. Yes, we're aware. On our career uh, accolade sheet. So, you know, we, when we've got that, I still feel pretty confident. And he hasn't been out in quite a while. I think he said it's been like a year since he's really been out on the lane. So he's not in his prime by any means. Um, trying to think who's a white like he's like the Odell Beckham Jr. maybe no uh, maybe that's, but he hasn't had an injury yeah that's probably too much praise he's like the uh who's that guy that's playing in the XFL now Bryant Martavis Bryant sure okay he used to play for the he was like the second guy behind Antonio Brown like he was pretty good in his prime but he's definitely lost a step. He's probably it's like riding a bike. A wide receiver is going to be able to make some plays in the XFL, but he's not what he once was. Unlike some of us, I would I would. You know, and you're the Devonte Adams uh, of bowling. Yeah, the Devonte. The uh, you know I'm retired, but I could still step out there, and I'm the Tom Brady really of of bowling in this. Oh my gosh. Analogy, like you know, champion in my prime. Still was good for a very long time, and I could step out there right now. Brett Favre I've been out of the game for a while and still sling the pill. Brett Favre, well. yeah. yeah, you're Brett Favre, well, except you're not allegedly stealing money I'm from the poor. I'm not touching that. I hope McAfee and everybody does well with what's going on there. Uh, I feel pretty good that I'm going to beat Bruss by 22 pins today. Okay, I you're confident. I was willing to give him more. With the negotiations wow. ensued, I was willing to give him more. But he entered the bargaining uh, a lot lower. So either he believes he either has an inflated sense of self that he's going to be closer to me in this competition, or I'm overestimating myself and I'm going to be nervous frame three, frame four. A couple of missed spares. I could be in some trouble this afternoon. All right, and and how much have you actually played? You can talk all you want about Bull Stream TV, but how many games have you rolled in the last six months? So we were in a nine-pin tap tournament a couple of Saturdays ago. That was yes, three we games. We all remember that. Yeah. Prior to that, I filled in at Stubby's uh, back in March in Waterloo. Love Stubbies. It's March now, so you're talking a year ago. Yeah, I haven't been out too much, Jason. I have not been out too much. It's, you sound uh, pretty overconfident, then, quite frankly. But you know what? Confidence is very sexy, don't you think? Thanks, Jack. He's really stepped in well over there. Nice Smiley work Riley. There, Riley. He's, he's, he's on it. I feel pretty good about myself. Like Bowling is its like riding a bike. It's not something that you just lose over time. If you're good once and you figure it out, like you're going to have the, the – I, I think I've got the mental game figured out over Brust, and I think that's going to go a long way for me today. All right. Yeah, the great competitors don't let doubts creep in. Mm-hmm. But you realize that you have put yourself in a precarious position because if whether straight up or with the twenty-two pin spread, he defeats you, you are never, ever, ever going to hear the end of it. Got a text from the four one five. I got logged into the uh, text. Oh, line congratulations! Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six four one four number. Ben Brust is also a known cheater. He's probably lying about his bowling. He probably had a one fifty four, but cheated to a two fifty four. Well, I hope for your sake that's the case. Not my words. That's from a four one four number on the text line. Appreciate the chime in. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what what Ben's career accolades truly are. I go by his word. 
All right, so this is happening at 2 p.m. 2 p.m. today. Oh, yeah. Bef- I'm, I'm really excited that it's before their show. Right. Because you're going to know 4.01 when Scalzo and Bruss begins. If Ben's in a celebratory, like, I just crushed Jesse mood, or if he's all sad and mopey because I put him in his place like I expect to. Are you joining their show to break this down? I don't know. I got a busy. I got to get my nap in before Prep Mania tonight. Uh, it's a lot. I don't. Yeah. Monona Grove McFarland, big game. I gotta, it's a big one. Yeah. We'll see. If I would, I would take a victory lap on Scalzo and Brust for sure. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, we will all find out together sometime after two o'clock. So you are not publicizing the uh, alleys that you'll be gracing with your dominant greatness. Not at this point. Not at this point, okay. but we'll see. Maybe later in the show. We'll, we'll get some word on that. Well, yeah. maybe later in the show, speaking of being graced with presence, maybe Tausch will join us. We'll have to wait and see. Nick and uh, Poinette text in, for the love of God, please hurry back, Tausch. <laughs> Come on, Nick. It's a big day for me. Uh, and now it is a big day for all of us. It's also a big day because Steinhoffel's Dream Vacation Giveaway is going on right now. Maybe that's where Tausch is. Maybe he won. You can test rest a Beautyrest Black Mattress at Steinhoffel's for your chance to win a trip to Hawaii. And right now, you'll get your choice of an Apple Watch or Apple AirPods with a purchase of a Beautyrest Black Mattress. Beautyrest Black Queens start at just $49 per month when you use Steinhoffel's 72-month financing. Save big and rest easy on your new Beautyrest mattress from Steinhoffel's. And again, get in on the Steinhoffel's Dream Vacation giveaway that's going on right now. Shop in-store or online at steinhoffels.com. Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, before the Packers Hall of Famer comes back to the show, if he's coming back to the show today. Jesse will talk about this article that he read. Good job reading. Next, it's Wilde and Tausch. Won't you look my way? I can be your new addiction. Hey, baby, what you gotta say? All you're giving me is fiction. I'm a sorry sucker, and this happens all the time. I find out that everybody talks, everybody talks, everybody talks. It started with the whistle. Jesse, this is your big opportunity to give your book report on a piece written on ESPN.com. And again, we're all, there's a lot of guessing, right? And even Field Yates, who we hold in very high regard, former scouts, longtime ESPN guy, um, He's still even, he even admits he's guessing in some of these scenarios. But this is available on ESPN Plus. Predicting all 32 NFL teams starting quarterback for the 2023 season. Ah, I was interested. It peaked. It hooked you right away. Headline got me. Yep. Field Yates, respected guy. We've. You know, heard from him on Rodgers and other things throughout the course of the season. I see Field Yates put together his official 32 starting quarterback prediction. I thought to myself, what does that guy think about what's going to be happening with the Green Bay Packers? I clicked. 
And you went to the Green Bay Packers part, and it said Derek Carr would be the Packers quarterback. Is no, that right? No, no, it didn't. No. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, according to Field Yates, in 2023. Yep, he's got Rodgers coming back. What? Yep. Would you I like, thought they were done with him. Would you like me to read on the radio, Jason? I know you oh, enjoy it. I get to listen to someone else read uh-huh. on the radio? Yeah, 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 Count yeah. me in. There is little doubt that a Rodgers trade could, in italics, happen. But my gut, he maybe works for 565 Analytics, mm, but my gut says he stays in Green Bay. A potential Rodgers trade is tricky for myriad reasons. Green Bay believes it can win big right now, and trading Rodgers takes away from that. There's also the extension signed last offseason, which was done with the intent of him playing it out and will be prohibitive for an acquiring team from both a draft capital and cash standpoint. Yes, the Packers have Jordan Love in the pipeline as a starting option if Rodgers were traded, but I think another year in Green Bay for the four-time MVP is where this winds up. So, Field Yates. I hate to do this when Tausch isn't here to defend himself. But I have had another thought as this has unfolded, and that has been, and maybe we'll get to Chris Canty if and when either Tausch joins us, or maybe he just doesn't today. Um, the trade market for Rodgers... You know, Tausch loves to say that thirty other te- 31 other teams would love to have Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. Now, we know that's not true because if the Bills were given the choice between Josh Allen and Rodgers, they would pick Josh Allen and the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and the Bengals and Joey Burrow, et cetera, et cetera. But he believes most teams would want Rodgers, right? That's a that's a fair de- depiction of where he stands. Yes, I think I think that's fair to paint him in that light. And if Aaron Rodgers were in the same boat as your guy Derek Carr, I'd be inclined to agree. Derek Carr costs you nothing in terms of trading for him. He is fully available. He went to Indianapolis to meet with a myriad of teams. Uh, reading Field Yates's piece that you read so dutifully, he's got Derek Carr in Carolina. Yeah, that was a surprise to me. I didn't think Carolina would be where Field Yates would put him. And we'll talk a little more about that coming up. But Aaron Rodgers' trade value, if you trade for Aaron Rodgers, you are giving up capital to help make your team with Aaron Rodgers better. Derek Carr, not as good as Aaron Rodgers. We all agree, except for you. But you get to keep all your picks. You get to make your team better around him. So I would think the calculation that teams are making when it comes to should we get in on this is Derek Carr's not as good, but he costs us less. Costs us less financially, costs us less trade capital-wise. So maybe there's there's a point where... Tausch always talks about those elevators of talent and knowledge of the game lining up. Maybe there's a place where the elevators line up of cost versus talent, and you say, okay, if this is what Rodgers is going to cost me, I would take 
Derek Carr, even though he's not as talented. And that's why I thought like the Saints would be a great fit for Derek Carr. Because they have talented wide receivers, they have a talented offense, it's year two, they just they haven't had the quarterback situation figured out. The Jets, I think you could make the argument, would make a good fit for Derek Carr, and they've mentioned that they're interested along with Aaron Rodgers and pretty much every quarterback available who's a proven starter and isn't named Zach Wilson. What I think is interesting about the Packers in this scenario is that for the fans that we've heard from on this show and just friends that I talk to as we get together on the weekends and and talk about where the things are at with the team right now. It seems like nobody is interested in moving on from Aaron Rodgers, but bringing in another quarterback that could still win you a Super Bowl right now, which is a really interesting place, I think, for a fan base to be. It's like you have the portion of the fan base that's saying, let's move on and take a year of a reset with bringing in Jordan Love and see what he's got, and yeah, maybe we'll go 6-11, and 11, but it'll be his year to prove himself, get the chemistry with the wide receivers, and then bounce back for years to come after that, similarly to how Rodgers began as a starter. It seems like that's what fans want, at least the contingency that wants to move on from Aaron Rodgers. I, have, I don't think I've heard anybody say, get rid of Aaron Rodgers, but bring in Derek Carr. Get rid of Aaron Rodgers, but bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. Somebody that could win you a bunch of games, get you in as a wild card team, and have a chance to make a run with a good defense. Like, nobody, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jason, I haven't heard that argument from anybody. So what I think is interesting about Fields' piece, and we'll, we'll delve a little further into it here coming up, but he does have some quarterback roulette aspects here, and there should be, because unlike the Packers situation, where it's... A or B, there are certain teams that have no idea at this very moment who their quarterback will be. Uh, and you mentioned a couple of them. And you mentioned a quarterback whose name definitely piques my interest as being another factor in the Aaron Rodgers trade carousel, if you will. Um, and there are some other quarterbacks that are options for different teams so we will have to wait and see how it plays out for some of these other teams. But again, it all starts with number 12, who still has not officially said he's playing this season. We all anticipate he will do that. Um, when he will do that, when he will say that, I just hope it's soon. Uh, I want to go further into this story, though, because I do think Field Yates has some interesting matchups for quarterbacks and teams that would factor in in some ways into his prediction that it will be Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, which, look, I think it's worth pointing out, Jesse, there are a lot of people, even ones that don't necessarily want him in Green Bay, who still do believe that he will end up in Green Bay. I see our buddy Matt Schneidman from The Athletic has not changed his position. Despite all the things that Goody said and Tausch and his sound graph saying this feels different, it feels like the end of an era, there are a lot of people who just, they still don't believe that and maybe are taking the I'll believe it when I see it approach to Aaron Rodgers not being the Packers I still think he'll be back. And I don't know if it's what's best for the organization, big picture, but I think if you still think this team can win a Super Bowl in 2023, you need him back and you want him back. It's that simple. So I understand where that 
section of the fan base is. Like, maybe it's not the thing you exactly want them to do, but it's the thing that you think they need to do to still be competitive and still have a chance to win. We'll get to some of these other quarterbacks and their landing spots. Thanks to Field Yates for this. This is interesting. I mean, look, about 20 of these are no-brainers. Uh, Justin Herbert's going to be the Chargers quarterback. Oh, whoa. Okay. Oh, imagine that. But there's some really interesting ones. We'll get to those next. It's Wilde and Tausch. When I was a young boy living in the city, all I did was run, 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 run. Staring at the lights, they look so pretty. Mama said, son, 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 son. You're going to grow up, you're going to get old. All that glitter don't turn to gold. But until then, just have your fun. So on the quarterback carousel that Field Yates puts forth on ESPN.com and ESPNWisconsin.com. He has for the New York Jets Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, Greeny's going to be so upset. Jimmy Garoppolo has been a quarterback in a Super Bowl. Spend to some NFC Championship games. I know he's not Aaron Rodgers either, but guess what? He doesn't cost you any trade assets either. But he's not I, Aaron Rodgers. He's. I. I understand. He's not. I, I, all the Jets fans are all worked up now, Jason. They want Aaron Rodgers, and other people, Packers fans, would argue. That he's not Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> he <them>. wins big games. <laughs> right? Yeah. A segment of the fan base would argue In, that. Including against Aaron Rodgers a couple of times. Uh, with Roger, with no trade for Rodgers and Carr projected to go to Carolina, Field writes, the two veteran quarterbacks most linked to the Jets are off the board. But Garoppolo has his ties to this franchise as well, having started for the 49ers when Jets coach Robert Sala and several other New York coaches were on that staff under Kyle Shanahan. Finding the right terms to bring in Garoppolo is a challenge, though. He's coming off another significant injury to his left foot. But a major upgrade. Zach Wilson has struggled through two seasons and was benched in 2022 and would provide substantial leadership. So here's why I found this interesting, and not just because it doesn't have Aaron Rodgers in New York. It, it, I had forgotten about Jimmy Garoppolo and how he factors in, frankly. I had not given him much thought. This makes a lot of sense to me. But here's what else it made me think as I read this. Zach Wilson was the number two overall pick in the 2021 draft. Bad pick. Not not 26th like Jordan Love. Certainly had a play sooner than Jordan Love, because Jordan Love still hasn't played on a regular basis. But if you thought so highly, much like Mitchell Trubisky and the Chicago Bears, right? Our friends Waddle and Sylvie used to joke about the son of a Mitch Bowl. Between Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Now, Deshaun Watson, obviously, his career took a turn that many weren't expecting. And I'm not sure that the Cleveland Browns were the smartest people in the world to have gone all in on him. But, number two overall pick, you're supposed to be really good. Zach Wilson is not. 
Mitchell Trubisky was not. Jordan Love, 26th overall pick. Who knows? They're all their own individuals. But this is what happens when you don't have greatness at quarterback. You have the Zach Wilson experience. Where, I mean, I guess there's a little bit of Rodgers. He didn't take responsibility for how bad the offense was in one of the Jets' losses, and that's what people criticize Rodgers for. But this is what we're opening ourselves up for. And I thought this was a really good reminder, Jesse, for people like yourself who are young and have not experienced anything in their entire lives other than Favre Rogers. This is what happens to teams that don't have great quarterbacks. And you're on the precipice of 72.5% of you want to push them out. This is what you're setting yourself up for potentially if you're wrong about love. I have a theory about the quarterbacks that you just mentioned as being a high draft pick. Uh, I don't know if we can call Zach Wilson a bust yet. I think we can call Trubisky a bust, right, at, at, mm-hmm. at two from a few years ago. Quarterbacks that are at average schools. So North Carolina for Trubisky. Uh, BYU for Zach Wilson. Utah State for Jordan Love. Ah, wait a minute. I'm not to my thesis yet. Okay. When you get quarterbacks that have one really great year and then end up being high draft picks and they skyrocket up the board and it's like, this seems like a guy that could be our franchise quarterback. Those seem to be the players that, and there's a couple of anomalies, like Justin Herbert, I would argue Oregon's not in that same class of school as North Carolina, Utah State, BYU, but like Joe Burrow only had one really great year at LSU. It was one of the best years in college football ever, but that's LSU. That's one of those blue blood programs. There we go back to last week's discussion about blue bloods, but... When you get those guys at those like middle-of-the-pack schools that have one good season and end up being high draft picks, it seems like they don't work out. I think the Falcons are about to experience that with Desmond Ritter, who Field Yates says they're going to enter the year as their quarterback. Like That seems problematic to me. I think they're going to be a mess, and they're going to need another quarterback in a year or two. Jordan Love fits that mold, and that's what scared me about when they traded up to draft him a few years ago. Now, it wasn't his final year that he was good. He wasn't even that good in his final year at Utah State. It was that junior year that everyone pointed to saying, look at all the things that he did that year. But Utah State's not a powerhouse of college football. And when you say you need to develop him and he needs to grow, like you don't see that very often. Patrick Mahomes started multiple seasons in college before he got drafted and sat for a year before taking over in Kansas City. Like, I think there's a formula that you can start to look at with very few exceptions as quarterbacks that I would not want to draft and and develop with the hopes of them taking over as the franchise quarterback and add it up as another reason why I'm skeptical that Jordan Love can be the quarterback of the future for the Green Bay Packers. For those that are curious about Jesse's hypothesis, so 2018 was Jordan Love's uh, first year as the full-time starter. Uh, He started some games as a freshman. Then as a sophomore in 2018, he threw 32 touchdowns against six interceptions, completed 64% of his passes. Then 
in his junior year in 2019, because remember, he also came out early. He threw for 3,400 yards. He completed 61.9% of his passes, 20 touchdowns, 17 picks. Now, what does that mean now after three years on the bench in Green Bay? Not a whole heck of a lot. Oh, No one is judging Jordan Love now on what he did at Utah State. But I don't think, Jesse, that your hypothesis is flawed. There are certainly players that prove it wrong, but I'd be willing to bet that if you spent a longer time doing a deep dive into this, you would find that more often than not, you're right. Yeah, when you look at, like, Justin Fields, I think, is an example of a guy who only started one year, but that's at Ohio State. So he comes out, has a great start to his career. It would seem... With the Chicago Bears, you could you could make the argument that he's a franchise quarterback. Like I I I feel pretty confident looking at that mold. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I missed on. I thought Jalen Hurts was going to be bad. I thought I thought the Eagles made a mistake going with Hurts, but I was wrong about that. And then I look back, according to the theory that I've put in place here, started at Alabama, transferred, started an entire year at Oklahoma. Those are two powerhouse college football programs, of course, and. He's now finding success leading a team to the Super Bowl, and the Eagles feel really good about what they have in place with him. So that's another exception, or not not an exception. That, that follows the mold of the theory that I have about drafting quarterbacks, and that's why when I look at this year, there's quarterbacks available in the draft that are at some of those traditional great schools that don't fit the mold of Jordan Love, Zach Wilson, and Mitchell Trubisky that I would consider making those quarterbacks the future franchise quarterbacks of the Green Bay Packers rather than trying to ride this thing out or start the Jordan Love era, like Tausch asserted earlier this week. Well, we need to start the 10 o'clock hour of Wilde and Tausch. Yeah, I need. I got to do something here, Jason. We, we got word from Tausch, 10.30, we think, is around the time he's going to be on. What a grind. He's already lied to us once today, so who knows if that's going to be accurate or not. Riley's doing a fantastic job. We're going to do something next, Jason. I am I am putting my foot down. Oh, boy. For two weeks, I have put the same two segments on our show sheets. Back-to-back segments from a piece that Rob Domovsky, your pal Bold Bob, wrote. Like two months ago he wrote this, I swear. All I want to do is get your thoughts on Rob Domovsky's article about what the Packers have and what they need this offseason. It pertains to Aaron Rodgers. It pertains to other things that you want to talk about with the Packers. This seems like exactly what you would want to talk about, and somehow for two weeks, you and Tausch have successfully avoided it. So I am taking over until Tausch comes back at 10.30. We're talking about this Rob Domovsky article, and we're doing it next in two minutes on Wildey and Tausch.